Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Welcome back to Small Biz Chef. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. And now my guest is Burton Kelzo. He is an entrepreneur, TV tech segment contributor, and he's the chief tech expert at Integral. His vision is to remove the frustration and complexity of computers and technology out of the way so that people can get open to the new world and ideas and experiences and opportunities that are available because of technology. He's read all the manuals and he loves helping people conquer their fears and frustrations with technology. Burton, welcome back to Small Fish Chat Live. Tough crisis, isn't it, with this coronavirus? Uh, let's talk about what's going on out here in these coronavirus streets, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> people are scared, you know, money is super tight or non-existent. Uh, you know, and it could be another seven, eight weeks. That's true. But, you know, the good thing is, is the Internet's the great equator as far as small businesses are concerned. I mean, it can definitely be a tool that many businesses can use in order to keep in contact with customers, stay in uh, contact with their current workforce and to market their business. All right. So so let's talk about uh, everybody's working from home. OK, how, how right. can we do this safely? But what do we need to do? Well, the first thing you do before you uh, start working with your remote workforce is you need to make sure that they've got good internet because a lot of the collaborative tools require high-speed internet. So before you just send your employees home, you need to verify that they've got high-speed internet. Now, the definition of high-speed internet is anything that is 20 megabits download or faster. If you have anything slower than that, it's a good possibility that you won't be able to access the online tools or to log into that office VPN. Now there's a tool that you can use to check your internet, uh, speedtest.net, go to the website, check out your download speed and find out if you've got fast internet. All right, well, that, that's a, I didn't even think about that. That is important. Like, does everybody have the same speed of internet? Well, what about, I know that there's still all these cyber threats out here. Is it is it even more pervasive now that people are working from home, working on their own devices and stuff like what, like how can we still kind of manage the whole cyber threat thing? That hasn't gone away, has it? No, cyber crime's probably going to increase because you have more people that have left the umbrella of the large corporations that they've worked in. In the corporation, you've got the IT team that's keeping on track of what the employees are doing. But once you send your workforce out into the wild, so to speak, then they're on their own. And a lot of employees just don't have the knowledge in order to keep track of cyber crimes. And the unfortunate thing about this, Melinda, is that 99% of cyber crime requires user interaction. So if you're clicking on stuff that you aren't supposed to, you're putting your company at risk or your employees are putting the company at risk. So education is the key um, as far as making sure that employees understand how cyber crime works and to make sure that they know what steps to keep your business safe while they're working remotely. What kinds of things do the do the employees need to do to keep themselves safe in their own homes, you know, from a cyber standpoint? Well, phishing emails are key because those are the way that most cyber criminals get access to your personal data. One of the things that employers can do if they're working with a good IT team or a good cybersecurity team, they can have the team send out occasional emails 
to the employee so that they can understand what is the difference between a phishing email versus a legitimate email and make sure they're not clicking on things that they shouldn't be clicking on. Okay. Now, what about, I know that a lot of companies provide, you know, laptops and things for their workers, but what, I mean, what about people that have their own laptop from home? I mean, do people need to implement sort of like a bring your own device policy now, you know, with people working from home? Yeah, that's that's a good question. The, the thing is, is that if you're a business that has some throwaway cash, then obviously you want to move to a, a model of providing devices because you can make sure they're locked down. You can make sure that they've got the proper security uh, security in place to make sure that your workforce isn't infecting the business. But if you've got to bring your own device policy, one of the things that you want to look for is it doesn't matter if it's Windows or Mac, but one of the things you want to look for is the devices that are four years old or newer to make sure that they can handle most current software and online applications so that they can do work in the business. But the challenges with small businesses is if you have a bring your own device policy, are the employees are going to do things that are going to jeopardize your business? So that's one thing businesses really need to watch out for. Well, are there some other like mishaps that, that employees need to be looking out for? Yeah. The phishing emails, but is there anything else that people need to be paying attention to? Well, phishing emails are key. Uh, spear phishing emails are very important because in this time, people are going to be looking for emails from their executives. So cyber criminals can use what's called spear phishing where you get a quote unquote email from the executive of the company. So if the executive may be asking for sensitive data, the employee doesn't really pay attention or verify that the email's coming from the higher up and then they click on it or they give out company secrets that they really shouldn't. So um, you companies really need to put into practice um, methods in order to make sure the employees understand how these crimes work. I see. Now, what about collaboration software? I know that, you know, as somebody has worked from home for the last eight years, I know all about it, but average bear folks don't necessarily know. So what's the best collaboration tools that you, that you like to recommend? The ones that I always recommend are Microsoft Office 365. Uh, you've got OneDrive that allows you to collaborate and share documents with employees across the, com- uh, across the country, even across the world. And you also, um, many companies are also moving to Google Docs, which allows you to share documents and collaborate with documents through Google Drive. And for businesses that may experience a number crunch, you need to look and make sure that you haven't already signed up for a subscription because we always run into businesses that aren't aware that they have a OneDrive account to share documents. Same thing with Google Docs. Google Docs is a small fee per month, or if you're a smaller business, you can use it for free, but you can still collaborate uh, with your customers and with your employees just to make sure that everyone's on the same page and to keep up with your workforce and documents. I was more so actually asking you about video conferencing stuff. Like we're, <laughs> we're, we're live on Zoom right now. Right, but, exactly. You know, but what, what other, you know, resources if people need to do a sales call, hey, why not do it on video, right? So what kinds of, of resources do, do you suggest people use? Well, there's... You can use utilize Zoom, for example, to do video, video conferencing, but you can also utilize Skype. Um, if you've got a Microsoft account, you've got a Skype account. It's included free. So Skype is a good one-on-one tool that you can use. And truth be told, you can even use FaceTime to um, collaborate and connect with customers and 
just anybody. It's it's just there. And if you want to do conferencing just to a large scale, why not just get on Facebook Live and and conference that way with people? You can do it within a group. And of course, you can do it with a public as well. Good point. Good point. Well, listen, I, I am really excited to learn about this. When we come back, we're going to talk to you just a tad more about one of some other things you need to be thinking about if you've got a remote, remote workforce and you're trying to leverage technology. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Business Lady, and we will be right back. My new book, Fix Your Business, is really about encouraging people to take back control of their business and change how their businesses is run. It's not okay to skip paychecks. It's not okay to never feel like you can take a vacation. And it's also not okay to not know how much profit you've made in your business until your taxes are done. I really want business owners to stop letting their businesses be runaway trains. I've written this book to teach people processes and systems to help them run their businesses intentionally. My goal is to help existing entrepreneurs create a business that allows them to live their dream life. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Small Biz Chat. We're talking with my guest, Burton Kelzo, about how you can help your technology be safe with your remote workforce. If you're working from home or your team's working remotely and you just started doing that, some of the things you need to have in place. Burton, all right, let's get back to it. What should companies do to handle like tech support in, in the remote environment? How does that, you know, my computer's messing up. What, how, do, how do I handle that? Well, you've got to have a strong relationship with a tech support company. I know there are many small businesses that deal with um, the part-time tech, and that's just not going to do in a remote work environment. So, unfortunately, it's going to cost you some money to do it. But at the same time, you do need to partner up with a strong tech support team that can not only support uh, your business, brick-and-mortar business, but it can support your remote business, too. So, you want to work with somebody who's available all the time because they may need to go on-site to customers, and they may also need to remote. So you need to make sure they have those capabilities. And most importantly, you need to work with a tech team or a tech individual that is taking steps to disinfect themselves and their technology when they enter the home of yourself or your employees to make sure that they're not putting your workforce at risk. All right. And then how can we ourselves, though, disinfect our devices and stuff? I, I once heard somebody say that a cell phone has more germs on it than a toilet seat. Is that true? Like, what, what do I need to do to disinfect my cell phone? That is true, Melinda. Uh, that, oh. it, it's bad. And, and I read a report out of China that was telling people, quit buying masks, disinfect your smartphones, because those are the carrier of germs. So the best way to disinfect your phone you can buy phone soap. If, if you have phone soap, get it. If you don't have it, you won't get it because they're sold out. But the quick and easiest thing to do is to get a solution of 50% water and 50% alcohol, rubbing alcohol that has 70% minimum of the alcohol mix. Mix them together and then spray the solution on your smartphone or any other device. Now, the key is you have to let that solution sit on your device for no less than four minutes in order to kill the germs. Wow. Yes. Yes. And there, there's been a lot of reports. You just spray the solution and then wipe it. But it doesn't work that way. With viruses like the flu virus, you got to give that solution time to kill the germs. And it also may be tempting to just bleach everything. But when it comes to computers and smart devices, you don't want to use uh, corrosive uh, chemicals like bleach on them at all because they'll ruin your smartphones, tablets 
in touchscreen computer screens. Oh, you just made me clinically depressed with that. Okay, <laughs> I got I to give my solution, Burton. Jesus, okay. All right, well, listen, last question. What are your thoughts on VPNs, remote desktops? Like, what, what do people need to do to keep their internet stuff safe? Well, a VPN is going to automatically keep your computer safe because your VPN, you're logging into the company network. If you've got a server, go ahead and keep using the VPN. If you don't have a server, you can use remote desktop tools like Zoho Assist, Team Viewer, and even log me in so that you can log into the office desktop and still remote, remotely work like you're sitting at your desk. Awesome, awesome. Well, Burton Kelso, thank you so very much. You have given us great tech tools and scared us to death too, but that's all right. I'm going to leave you with this. You know, you never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. If there's any more resources I can possibly provide for you, head on over to my website, succeedisyourownboss.com. I have over 5,000 articles there about how to start and grow and survive in business. If you need something, I got it for you. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.